You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal got it back on the fan taking your calls. We'll be doing it and doing it all night long. 877-337-6666. Big weekend of football ahead yet again. Jets and Giants. Let's try that one more time. Meaningful games in December. Neither team has won a game in December, but have a few more tries at it here, or at least a couple more tries at it here. You got the uh, Jets taking on the Lions. As we know, the red-hot Detroit Lions, high-octane offense. How will the Jets' defense fare against them come Sunday at 1 o'clock? And then, of course, Sunday night football, Giants and the Washington football team. As, you know, they look, I mean, continue on uh, the first matchup, that tie. It's like extended time. This time they actually need to win, though. Both these teams really need to win, but Washington in the driver's seat. And, of course, they are at home. And, look, I'm not saying the Giants can't make the postseason if they lose this game because you look at the landscape in the NFC. It stinks. And they could actually have um, an advantage if Seattle loses tonight. This is a big game for Giant fans tonight. Thursday night football getting week 15 underway. Niners at Seattle. Seattle at 7-6 and six right now. And, you know, the Giants don't have the tiebreaker over them, although because of the Giants' actual tie, that will help them out in the long run, uh, long run. One fewer loss at the moment than Seattle. But we'll see how it works out here with... You know, they could use the Niners' help. I mean, the Niners are the better team, but crazy things have happened, especially in that rivalry in the NFC West. Either way, huge games for both the Jets and the Giants coming up on Sunday. 877-337-6666. I also can't believe it's December 15th. I mean, Christmas is coming. We're about a week away. Steve is calling for... I got so much to do. Steve is calling from Rockville Center. What's up, Steve? So, how are you doing tonight? How are you, Steve? Good. I'm glad you segued into the Giants because that's exactly what I'm calling. Um, I've been a, a Giant fan for 28 years and basically my entire life. I remember crying when I was seven year, years old when Eli Manning lost a game. Hmm. I feel like I'm living in Twilight Zone right now. I'm, I'm going to make a statement to you. I, I know you're going to have to push back. Feel free to do so. Daniel Jones stinks. <laughs> he stinks. When you actually go and look at the statistics that he has produced over his four years, including this year where he's, for some, like, again, like I, I feel like I'm living in a twilight zone. For some crazy reason, they're like, well, this is, he's playing good football. He is averaging less than 200 yards passing. He's averaging less than a touchdown a game. A guy like Derek Carr was on a team that can't barely win, has thrown eight more touchdowns with him. Now, I grant there's two trains of thought from that which is that either A, it's the weapons around him, or B, it's something inherent in himself that's causing it. 
I would say that he does have terrible weapons, but when you look at other eye tests, when you watch other quarterbacks in the league and you see a play break down, the protection break down, nobody's open, but the guy makes a play. You never see that from this guy, and he doesn't have the stats to back up the idea that we would pay him. I'm a Giant fan. I hope they lose on Sunday because this is a mirage. Well, you, but you, I got to stop yeah. you there, though, Steve. And by the way, I'm not going to push back on much that you said. Maybe you're being a little harsh, but I think you're being critical. Fairly so when most Giant fans have the blinders on and make the excuses, oh, it's the coaching, oh, it's the lack of wide receivers, it's the lack of weapons around them, oh, it's the offensive line. It's always something. It's never Daniel Jones, who, to your point, hasn't done very well since he's been in the NFL. It's not year one. It's not year two. It's year four. Like, we've seen it with Daniel Jones. Right. However... However, if you're a Giant fan, how could you not root for them to win? I mean, if they win this game, they could be in the postseason, not to mention because, it's against because, a hated division rival. Style, I argue this with my brothers all the time. They say the same thing you just said. Like, I, I can't believe you're not rooting for them to win. They say the exact same thing. I This is going to sound so arrogant, but I feel like I know what's best for the franchise. And, like, don't put Mara in a situation where he can now say, like, Oh, you know what? We made the playoffs. Sure, we got blown out in that first playoff game. We snuck in at 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one with four touchdowns on the year. It's going to give him the leeway to push this franchise in need. This this is a mirage, I'm telling you. Look, look, I, I know that, but, but let me ask you this, Steve. I we, get, we got, yeah, I get sure. that. Don't you think Joe Shane and Brian Dable know better? Don't you think that they can see the reality of the situation as well? They know better than me, but I've also heard. But that I'm not ben just McAdoo. saying that. I'm not all Ben McAdoofers. Forget him. But there's. I will. I will. I will. I just okay, want to finish okay. this real quick. There are two different things at play. You're worried about the future and Daniel Jones. You know, they, you don't want them to commit to Daniel Jones. I understand mm-hmm. that. The second thing, though, is enjoying this season. And as a fan, that's a, it's essentially a playoff game Sunday night against a division rival. I, I I just don't buy that if you are a legitimate Giant fan, you're actually rooting for them to lose. I could see if you say, oh, see, I told you so, this guy sucks, after the fact. But going into it, you're not rooting for Daniel Jones to be the long-term quarterback. You're rooting for your team to win and give you some enjoyment for the rest of the season. I am, and when the game starts on Sunday, I'm going to put that cap on and play the good soldier. But I, I just, last comment, and then I, I appreciate you giving me so much time, by the way. But last comment before I go, I just want to say, I once heard this story, too. Like, oh, you know better than Ben McAdoo, right? You know better than Pat Sherman. Oh, you know better than Joe Judge. And now it's, oh, you know better than Brian Dable. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you for the call. You too, Steve. No, I appreciate it. Good stuff. I'm not saying that you, look, I mean, obviously we're fans and we think that we know everything. I do know everything. If I were GM, we'd be winning. How many championships would the Knicks or Mets or Yankees have had if I were running things or the Giants or Jets? We all like to believe that we know something about it. And I do think to a certain extent we do. However, that was not my point there. What I was saying is you have to trust. Uh, and now I wouldn't say that with McAdoofus. I wouldn't say it with Shermer. Maybe I would have said it with Joe Judge early on. But you have to trust that Dable and Joe Shane are going to do what is best for this organization. You may not like every single move, but you have to trust them. And I get the feeling early on in their reign that they are much more trustworthy than anything that we've seen 
in recent years. That's all that I was saying there. I would be willing to bet that they also feel similar to you do. Maybe they don't think that Daniel Jones stinks. And when you look around at the quarterback play, it was actually not as bad as you would think because there isn't great quarterback play around. But they're going to want to draft and develop their own guy. Daniel Jones has clear limitations. There is only so far a guy like Daniel Jones can take you. And I don't think that winning one game Sunday night, if that's the case, 0 for 9 Danny Dimes in postseason so far. Excuse me, in uh, primetime, not postseason. 0 for 9 Danny Dimes in primetime. Even if he wins one game here against Washington, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden Dable and Chan are going to be like, hey, you know what? We got ourselves a keeper. Mike is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Mike? Huh? Hi, Mike. How you doing? Um, But he's not losing prime time because it's prime time. He's losing prime time games because they're playing against better teams. They're not playing Mm. the Panthers and the Bears in prime time. Right. I mean, I don't care. They they played nine games. They've lost them all with him as quarterback. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's yeah. Do you have the list of Do you have the list of opponents? It's a stat. It's not a cause and effect. All right. Do you have Do you have the list of opponents? I like to know the schedule. Um, I don't have the list, but I from just being a Giants fan, I'm remembering the Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys. Not not the you know Panthers. Um, Also, can I make an NFL point? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I have a very simple fix for the overtime rules. The home team should get the pick. What we don't we're not what, what do you mean the overtime rules? There's no issue with the overtime no. rules anymore. I'm, but there's an easier fix than both teams getting the ball. Fi- the, the, the home, t- home team should pick what? If they want the ball first. And then what's the so what if they get the ball first then what? Then if they score then the rules we have now in the regular season if they score a touchdown they win and if they score a field goal they don't win. But they should get the ball first. Not that both teams should get the ball regardless. No, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to get into the whole overtime rule thing. And thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, I, I'm not getting into it. I hated the overtime rule to begin with, although I understood it. I mean, to have a sudden death, the team could you know, win the toss and then kick a field goal, that to me wasn't fair. I don't think there's a problem now. Just because Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes you know, didn't, oh, no, it was whoever had the ball last. It's not right just because Josh Allen didn't get a chance to finish that. It, it To me, that is not a reason for the rule change. But whatever. I, I don't see a problem with the, the way that it is right now. And I don't think you could have just the home team decide. that That is not a solution to it. But back to your initial point, all I was saying is Daniel Jones is 0 for 9 in primetime. I didn't say that, well, He's playing tough teams. And the Cowboys had their backup quarterback on Monday Night Football in week three this year. Was that? I mean, that's supposed to be tough at home. We can't ask Daniel Jones and the Giants to win a primetime game at home against a backup quarterback. That's too tough. Too tough of an ask for Danny, Danny Dimes. And again, I'm not sure the exact opponents over the years. But does it matter? They've lost every one of them. It's irrelevant who they played. The facts are Daniel Jones is the quarterback. Quarterbacks get judged on wins and losses. He is 0 for 9 in primetime games. You know what that tells me? The team that he is leading has not been good enough 
in every one of those games. Or at least they've blown a couple. I mean, the Washington game last year. You know, there have been some opportunities that he had. They're not playing, you know, all world beaters here. Can't win one? Joe is calling from Queens. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on, so? So How are you, Joe? unlike some of the unlike some of the other people that have called in, I coincidentally tuned in today and I've never listened to you before. I had to Google search your name. I had no clue who you were. Hmm. Okay. Um um, so I'm a long time. Well, my family's had Giants season tickets for 47 years. I haven't missed a home game in 12 seasons. Okay. Um, so what? So since the season started, I've really liked how everything's been going. But with the way Mike Kafka's been calling the game, I've really just questioned some of the play calling. Not necessarily in the first or fourth quarters, but it seems like the middle of the game has been always really like dragged and more like he's playing from a script rather than to the situation. Okay. Um, and I just want to know, like, what do you think how Brian Dable should address that? Or if maybe Dable should take over the play calling? Maybe no, not. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think we're there yet. You have to remember too. I mean, Joe, if you've watched this Giants team the way that I'm assuming you've watched this Giants team, you know they have significant limitations, right? Oh, absolutely. It's oh. it's, it's uh, really bad in the wide receiving group. Right, okay. So, and it's not, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think it's too great at quarterback either. I mean, would you disagree with that? What do you stand on Daniel Jones? Uh, so the last call, like the last two callers that said he was horrible, I think he's middle of the road. Right, okay. But I don't, you know, I don't think he's horrible, but fair I definitely enough. would not put him in a top ten. Right, fair enough, and I'm I'm kind of uh, in agreement with you. But I guess the point is then, what more do you want Kafka to do? I mean, you trust Brian Dable offensively. You, his coaching staff has been very smart. They're trying to win football games here. So while I get what you're saying, they're playing to the script, and that's their plan. You know, it worked the first half of the year. It worked a large portion of the year. This team is only going to win if they can run the football effectively with both the running back and the quarterback. So I don't look at the Giants and say they have a play-calling issue. I look at the Giants and say they have a significant talent issue that probably leads to some of the play-calling that you don't like. I, I, I could I could go and, and, and agree with that too. I mean that Slayton drops uh, the fact that Galladay is a ghost. Mm. I mean that makes perfect sense. It just uh, it's just frustrating when I'm a big defensive guy more than an offensive guy. I actually was going to coach Pee Wee football prior to the pandemic and then just never recontacted people. But um, it, it just seems like they're not utilizing. Daniel Jones the way they were in the beginning of the season with the rollouts and the RPOs. And I don't know if that's maybe because he's been nursing an injury that they've really not talked about that he's just been practicing and playing through, or if they're they're just unsure because the offensive line is shuffled around a little bit. Yeah, they've been it's banged just, up. Just, I mean, they've been hit hard with injury as well all over the place. Yeah, I just – and I, I get the frustration. I just can't at this point blame the play calling. For me, that's something that's next level – when they have the proper talent there, the full arsenal, full health, full weapons, whatever, then maybe I start to question the play calling. Right now, it's going to be conservative. They are not going to try to let Daniel Jones do too much. And if they don't get ahead early on, they're going to be in trouble because 
they're I mean, they need to play games close to the vest. They need to be able to control the clock. They need to be able to control the game offensively, control the ground game to where they can keep the opponent off the field, play the game in a kind of dirty, close knit way, and hope that the other team makes mistakes. That's how the Giants took advantage of their schedule early on, beating the other teams because letting the other teams in part beat themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me let me just uh, ask something before you go, Joe. What uh what came up when you googled me? Uh well, I uh mm. just your WFAN stuff and uh your um like the, the basic stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing nothing crazy. I didn't go on People Finder or yeah. anything like that. I, I used just to, I used to be a lawyer before I do what I do now. Oh yeah. And I used to specialize in like uh one of the things I used to specialize was doing like People Finder to uh Try to find like um, judgments against people. Hmm. I didn't do that to you, of course. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't but I just find anything. I don't, I don't think so. You were just listening. You're like, "Who's this guy?" And then you Googled me, and then found out. Like, you see the Twitter thing come up or whatever. Yeah, what happened was, is uh, I was driving uh, uh, back to my apartment, and I disconnected my phone from Android Auto, and I had uh, the fan on on Sunday when I was driving back from the Giants game. Hmm. Uh, I left in the I left in the fourth quarter with like ten minutes left because it was just a the bloodbath and and i was drenched <laughs> um yeah. so that's a rough one so out was, there yeah yeah so i haven't obviously i haven't changed the station because i've been i use my phone most of the time um and i was just like oh this is interesting and i've never called into a sports talk show before <laughs> and i was like screw it flip the table let's do this so i like, it's like it i like it not bad joe for your first time and i appreciate you taking the time to listen and taking the time to give us a call Awesome. Thank you for taking my call. Good luck Have to a good night. you too, Joe. Good luck to your Giants. Interesting. You never know, Emmanuel. I mean, I know that not everybody knows who every one of us are, right? There are the fan loyalists, and you get caught up in, in talking to the same people all the time who listen and, and call. And then you know that there are listeners, random listeners, whatever it may be. And there are different audiences. Some people listen during the day. You know, obviously, that's where the majority of people listen during the mornings or the day, whatever it may be. Some people listen late night. But it is weird to have somebody call and say, I've never heard of you before. I mean, I have worked here, whether it's behind the scenes or on the air, for almost 20 years, which is a long time. And I like hearing that because you get new people involved. And there's always a chance that somebody's scrolling and they find you and they might not even be a sports fan or they could be a sports fan who just isn't all that into the fan. And then it's like, if you win them over... And you win them over enough to call in. I feel right, like that's I a cool that. thing. You're right. That is a cool thing. I've never called in a sports talk before, but you know what? Whatever you were yelling about or talking about made me call. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And you could tell that he was a legitimate, passionate, diehard Giants fan. That's what we like. Not that you know other callers aren't, but he was somewhere in between there with Daniel Jones. I think realistic, but maybe hopeful that he could be okay. Questioning the play calling and all that stuff. I, I like I said. I, I just think that. Right now, it's a talent issue, not a play-calling issue. And we're going to see Sunday night. Look, this is the, the the Washington team does not have that much more talent than the Giants do. They're better, but they're not that much more. And they played to a tie the first time. Let's see what Brian Dable, Kafka, and everybody else has dialed up. Martindale, you know, let's see what they have dialed up come Sunday night to be able to get a win some way, somehow, the way they did so well in the first half of the year. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Taking your calls on whatever it is you want to discuss on this Thursday morning. Yanks and Mets, hot stove in the offseason as that continues. 
the Jets and Giants, their big matchups come Sunday. We even mentioned the Knicks, who got a big win. Five straight for the New York Knicks. Hard to believe. How many times have the Knicks won five in a row over the course of the last 20 years? I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to have a manual look it up, but probably not a lot, right? You do the math. 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal, got it back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Going on 5 a.m. We'll have the perfect parlay picks for you. Coming up at 3.40, Marco, Emmanuel, myself, I think Fleegs forgot to get them in. I hate to text him now at 1.30 in the morning on, you know, a day where he's, is he working the morning show? Or he's, oh, no, he's on vacation. I think he's off. Right. So we got to get those picks from him, but I uh, don't need him necessarily right now. He could at least give them to me before the weekend. Anyway, we'll have some fun with that. Talking some baseball, talking week 15 in the NFL, whatever it is that's on your mind on this Thursday morning. Steve is calling from Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. All right, Sal, and you are the uh, mystery man, I guess. And uh, Joe's still listening. You're going to have a lot of fun listening. And uh, I can confess that through the years I've called talk shows where I didn't know who the host was. I had to ask the guy on the air who Mm -hmm. he was. And it's not unusual for that to happen. Usually a fill-in host that happens. Uh, the Giants. Well, it I is mean, it is unusual, go. Steve, if somebody is calling the show, not knowing who the host is. Like you could ask the producer and say, you, you know, hey, I'm listening to this guy. Who is he? I'm not familiar with the guy. And then you get his name, and then you say, okay, I want to go on with him. But you can't just call a show and be like, I have no idea who's on or whatever, which has happened before. Right, but he might have been a little embarrassed to ask. Um, the thing is. With the Giants, I mean, what, what are we preparing for? The 85 Bears hmm. Sunday night? I mean, what is this? And, and lo- I guess luckily we, they did get a tie because at least the game means something Sunday night but on uh, prime time. I guess the Giants not ready for prime time. I mean, you got the bold one as the coach. I think with with, with the co- with Bro- Coach Brian there, I think his act is going to wear out soon with those players too because he does get a little jumpy and everything, and then he gets apologetic. But if the team if the team collapses somewhere along the line, they'll turn on him really quickly. But um, quickly, why? Yank, why? Because he, he challenges them if they don't do their job because he holds them accountable. You think they're going to turn on him? 
Yeah, I think the the players uh, will will do that. They'll they'll tune them out totally. It's not unusual in sports today to have professional athletes tune out a coach if he gets too aggressive or something. They they don't put up with that nonsense today. But some of the players today are babies too. So it, it's it's like a two way street there. Mm-hmm. Hard nosed coach and a bunch of babies in the locker room. Um, quickly with the Yankees. Um, listen, the Yankees. I don't see this team being put together really good every year. There's always something missing. We're always talking about the starting pitching. It, it's not like the late 90s where you can bring in a cone, you can bring in, you know, the, I forgot the, le- the lefty's name, he pitched the 96. You can bring in a lot of pitches and, and, and they're top-line guys at a decent price, but now you can't. some of these players aren't available. This guy, Rodan, with the Giants, did he have just one good year? And that was well, two good rest. years, Rodan, right, two, yeah. All right, two good years, and we're pursuing him. And I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see this team really being a top-notch team. If you watch Houston, they've taken a lot of heat, the Astros, but they lose players, they replace the players, and the team keeps going. That's like the Yankees in the nineties, bring in players and keep going. Mm-hmm. They've hit the, you know, they've hit the sore spot in the road, but it could change on them too. And quickly on the Jets, listen, I'm glad Zach is dressing for the game. I, I really feel people are piling on this guy. It's really crazy the way they were piling on him. All right, he's in his second year, but we got the offensive line has got to take some heat too because some of those shots that White took last week, uh, the, the linebacker coming in, I don't know if he was he delayed that that rush when he blitzed the Milano, but still the offensive linemen have to pick it up. I think it's easier to 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 block when it's coming to rushing than pass blocking where you got to pick guys up or pick up blitzes. Well, you can't and, let the quarterback take a beating. I mean, to your yeah. point, Steve, and thank you for the call, Mike White took an absolute beating. And the legend of Mike White only grew after that beating. Teammates loved him. This guy's a warrior. Mike bleeping White. The Zach Wilson backup status now, to me, we, we talked about this yesterday with the idea that it might be happening. And now it's official. It will happen. Wilson will be dressed. He will be the backup. I understand why the Jets wanted to do this and why some fans wanted it. To me, though, it doesn't add up. The same Jet fans that three weeks ago wanted Zach Wilson kicked to the curb. Now, all of a sudden, after they saw Joe Flacco screw up for a few plays that he got in, now it's like, oh, it can't be Joe Flacco. Get Zach White ready. Get Zach Wilson ready. In the event that Mike White gets banged up, Salah's calling it a coincidence that has nothing to do with the fact that Mike White, you know, is not maybe a hundred percent healthy. But I just feel like it's going to add unnecessary. I don't know about drama, if that's the right word. Zach Wilson is not a backup quarterback. And you know he's going to want to get in there. And if something does happen and he gets the opportunity, how are the teammates going to respond? I mean, it's fascinating. I'll tell you this. Not that I'm rooting for Mike White to get hurt or for Mike White to underperform, but I'm intrigued by what Zach Wilson's going to look like the next time he gets under center out there in an actual NFL game. That's the. I mean, that's going to be a, a huge story. But it's so weird how it goes from Wilson to Mike White And now Wilson's working his way back. I mean, the Jets had said he's going to get an opportunity here. And Sala made it clear this is Mike White's opportunity, and he's taking advantage of it. 
playing well. You know, maybe this is truly just a, hey, you know what? He deserves to be the backup at least. We can't go back to Joe Flacco. But he's going to sit there the rest of the way and not get an opportunity. Because if, if White plays, if he stays healthy and plays well again, I mean, he's done nothing wrong so far to lose that job. There are only three games left. Wilson's saying the right things. Oh, if it's an opportunity this year, next year, whenever it may be, I'll be ready to go. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't feel like Wilson learned the lesson. And to have him sit there on the sideline as the number two, you know, I like the way that they did it, not making him dress at all. And if he really is your second best option, you know, I, I mean, is there that much of a difference, I guess, from where he was three weeks ago to where he is now? I don't know. The whole thing is just bizarre. I've never seen anything like it. Franchise quarterback, draft of number two. He he basically had two bad games. And that, to me, is what the bigger issue is, is that it's not about Wilson's poor performance. It's more about his teammates not liking him, not respecting him. That's not going to change in three weeks. Jack is calling from North Halden. What's up, Jack? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Hi, Jack. Almost got you again, but I remember before that it took a second. So what, yeah. what's on your mind, Jack? Appreciate you getting back to uh, me. I'm a little upset about the all this negativity with the Giants fans over here. What negativity? Oh, well, you got a guy rooting against the team. I think that's just absurd. This is, what, the biggest game since 2016, probably? Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't. You can't root against the team. I, and he said he was going to, you know, once the game starts, he'll put the hat on and root for him. You can't root against the team. Yeah, true. I mean... How much is it really going to help if we lose? If we lose one extra game, two extra games, I think making the playoffs is, would be very meaningful to this team and coaching staff and to the the culture of the, the team. Yeah, I mean they got to make look, especially at this point. I think it would be exciting. I mean, look, we know they have no chance, Jack, to go on a run and mm-hmm. you know win a Super Bowl or be a good playoff team. It'd likely be one and done, but you never know. Maybe they win a game. But just the the fun as a fan, having a playoff game to watch, that's what it's about. And especially yeah. the way that they started out, to have Dable make the postseason in, the, in his first year, that would be a great accomplishment. Yeah, that would be awesome. And I also, I, I don't think he's losing the locker room at all. I think, I think, I don't think he will lose the locker room. No. I think he's uh, in. I think, I think it's the, talent's just not there. Yeah, it's clear. I mean, it is clear that the Giants don't have nearly enough talent. And, you know, Brian Dable's not losing the locker room. Brian Dable's fine. He'll he'll be fine. You know, the other thing is, isn't it fun beating Washington and Philadelphia and Dallas? I mean, how can you not want to root for the Giants to beat Washington here or beat the Eagles? Yeah, come on. This is a huge, this is a playoff game. This is basically it. This is a playoff game. You're right. This is the biggest game they've had in a long time. It's a a pseudo playoff game here. Come on now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. But, all right, uh, no, I appreciate you checking in, Jack. Thanks for the call. It's an enormous game Sunday night. No self-respecting Giant fan anywhere would dare say they'd root against their team in this particular game. I, I also just am not a believer in the tanking thing anyway. I don't care what situation it is. You never root for your team to lose. Look, I mean, I I grew up a Falcons fan, right? I remember hating Dan Quinn. 
Were there times that I felt better after a loss than I normally would have because I wanted them to get fired? Sure. But it's not like I was rooting against the team in the heat of the moment. Can't do that. You're a fan of the team. I hated the idea that Jeff fans were rooting against their team a couple years ago. Tank for Trevor. Hated it. I get why, but come on. If that's what it's come to in sports, rooting against your team, your team's so bad that you're rooting against them to lose, you could have a better pick. I mean, I I just, I, I can't get caught up in that. Worry about the draft when it happens. You can make a good draft pick regardless of where you're selecting. And a lot of it is luck, too. I just don't understand that logic, rooting against your own team. And especially for a Giants team that should be and could easily be a playoff team. They have a chance to make the playoffs. It's basically a playoff game against a division opponent. You're going to root for them to lose just because you don't want them to commit to Daniel Jones long term? Come on, you can't do that. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal on the fan. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Hanging out till 5 a.m. on this Thursday morning. Have the perfect parlay picks coming up in about two hours from now. Sounds sounds like a long time when I say it that way. 340, the perfect parlay picks will be uh, coming your way. Uh, until then, your calls. Mets, Yanks, Jets, Giants, Knicks, whatever's on your mind in the world of New York sports. I'm here for you. 877-337-6666. Kevin is calling from Queens. Good morning, Kev. Hey, Sal. Forget about my wife for a minute. There's only one legend that's going to last forever. That's the Falakara legend on the fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I don't know about that. Listen, I got a new nickname for you. No more Sastradamus for this year. What? What the is it? Your new nickname is Celebrity. Why do you say that? Because you hard to catch, and sometimes I call, and it's hard. The line's always busy, so you you act like a celebrity now. Really? I don't know about that. Maybe you're dialing the wrong number. Sometimes, yeah, but other times it's like, uh, is anybody going to call tonight, or am I just going to talk to myself? So, um, I just want to say thank you um, for the energy, for the time that you invest on on us, and... Man, if I don't see you, I just want to wish you um, a Merry Christmas. Have fun with your beautiful family and come back energized next year, you know? Yeah, I appreciate that, Kevin. I mean, uh, look, same to you. And, like, I, you know, I think about this a lot. And I love doing what I do. And it would mean nothing without you guys. So I love talking sports with you. I don't want to talk to myself. I don't want to put on a show. I want to talk about sports with you. I mean, that's what I like doing. So... I appreciate everybody, and and obviously all the listeners who don't call. I know there's a lot of people who listen and don't like calling for whatever reason. So uh, I love them, too. The listeners, the callers, that's what this is all about to me. So it's fun, and I want everybody to enjoy themselves around this, you know, the holiday season and whatever it is you're celebrating, and, of course, the new year. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be off Friday, and I'm actually off Monday and Tuesday because my wife's birthday, but I'll be back. I get a couple of shows next week. And then I'm filling in the on the morning show the final week of the year, the day after Christmas through the new year. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. So, um, bear with me with the time. I just want to make a quick comment about um, the Giants and Jets. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the Mets real quick. Um, listen, winning, 
win or lose, I'm going to go down with the Giants because um, the expectations were, like, low this year. Like, we weren't we were supposed to be in, in the trust the process mode this year. We weren't expecting the Giants win so many games, you know? Right. That's and, what I mean. There were no expectations coming in. They, they, they had no expectations. So the fact that they gave us an entertaining season, why wouldn't you want to continue to, to see it play out? Right. And about the Jets, um, man, they got to get things together. I understand, Mike, why, you know, he's playing good and everything, but this kid is the future. They're going to get into some kind of frustration mode on Sagway. So how do you go from, from quarterback number one to backup quarterback? Like, doesn't make sense to me, you know? Well, he went from quarterback number one to third string quarterback not being dressed and now back to quarterback number two. Look, I don't know when he's going to get an opportunity, but just knowing that at any moment, any hit that Mike White takes, any injury, Zach Wilson's going to be the guy, and that changes everything for the future of this franchise. Potentially, if Zach Wilson goes out there and performs well, then they're going to have an issue. If he doesn't, then you you move on. I mean, I, but again, it's not just going to be evaluated in a couple of plays. It's you got to see how this whole thing plays out. But it has just been a bizarre situation for the Jets and Zach Wilson, and that whole thing really dating back to last year too. Sad, um, Sal, uh, real quick. Um, if you put me to choose between um Joe Douglas, I got respect for him, Robert Sala. But if you put me to choose Joe Douglas. Robert Sala, Davo, and Joe Shang, I stay with Big Blue, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Day, I, I think, now, I like Joe Douglas, but, you know, he's been here a while now. They got to start winning, and this has been a, a good step in the right direction. But if Zach Wilson is a bust, that's on Joe Douglas. And right now, and I like Robert Sala and his presence on the sideline there for the Jets, but Brian Dable, to me, has proven – he could be a better X's and O's guy with a lot less yep. talent. It's still, it's year yeah. one. Joe Shane, we can't say anything about it. You have no idea about Joe Shane so far. You, you need years to uh, evaluate uh, a general manager. One last question. I'll let you go. Um, what about Mancini? What's his status? Are we signing the guy? Are we letting him go to another team? What's going to happen? Uh, that I don't know, Kevin. And as always, thank you for the call and for the support. And I appreciate the kind words. And I know what you're doing, Kevin. Always, you're, brother. Yeah, you're buttering me up. You come on and you're being all nice because you want to get your three, four, five points in. I know your game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you're doing, man. No, thank you for the call, Kevin. I just hope you mean it. I take those kind words to heart. I'll let you get your time. Just be honest with me. If you think I suck, tell me. If you like me, tell me. Either way, I'll give you three, four, five. Man, I don't know. Hell, you could take it to five for all I care. I don't know if the Mets are getting Trey Mancini or not. What I do know is that he's a good fit for him. Now, is he the impact bat that I feel like they're missing? No, but he's an upgrade over Darren Ruff. He's a guy that's versatile, that fits a need that the Mets currently have. And that's why I would look at him. like I like him better than J.D. Martinez. Obviously, at their peak, J.D. Martinez is the more impactful bat. Nobody would dispute that. But Trey Mancini has been a guy that has had some success. I mean, you can talk about, you're talking about a guy who's going to hit, he'll hit you 20 maybe in a good year, 25 home runs. I don't know about what that would be like at City Field or how many at-bats he's going to get, but he could be a a guy who's going to hit you 20 home runs. 
and a guy who's going to play a little left field, play a little first, could DH. I would rather have him right now, even though he was awful since getting traded to Houston. I would rather have Trey Mancini, probably by a wide margin, than I would J.D. Martinez. Dimitri's calling from Long Island. Good morning, Dimitri. Hey, good morning. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Thanks for making uh, it. What's up? I'm calling to talk about uh, the New York Jets. Uh, I, I see there's a lot of, well, not not many. Majority of the fans like uh, Mike White. But there's a decent amount of fans that want to see uh, Zach Wilson uh, start again. And I want to know what am I seeing that they're, they're not seeing. Because uh, Mike White looks very comfortable in the pocket. And uh, he's a great passer. I haven't seen someone this confident throw the ball, uh, I'd say, since Mark Sanchez when we had uh, uh, Thomas Jones back there and even Chad Pennington. Um, well, who wants to see Zach Wilson start right now? I mean, I haven't heard from those Jeff fans. Where are you hearing? There, you, you know what it is? There's a lot of people on social media. Eh, there we go. Comments under the Jets post, like, oh, I'll give Zach Wilson a chance. And they're, they're putting the losses on Mike White. And I'm like, are, 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 where's your guys' football IQ? Well, it's not there. Losses aren't because of Mike White. Agreed. You cannot blame Mike White for these losses. Matter of fact, Mike White has looked very good. And you know this, Dimitri, just by watching this team. And I'm a Zach Wilson believer, and I'd love to see him get another opportunity. But there's it's undeniable the difference in the offense when watching Mike White play quarterback. It is undeniable. It's 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 not even close. You feel confident in the offense. Now, maybe not, you know, to uh, the level you want to be at eventually, but you feel like with Mike White there, they're going to move the football. You trust him to make the right throw to get the ball in Garrett Wilson's hands and make a play and move the football, move the team down the field. With Zach Wilson, it's like, I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. Turnover, uh, you know, a bad interception, a mistake, him getting hit. I mean, it, it, it's always with Zach Wilson, as much as I like him, you're nervous watching him. With Mike White, I'm confident watching them. Well, hundred uh, percent. The only thing I wish Mike White had was uh, had is uh, Zach Wilson's capability. Agree. If he was able to escape the pocket when some of these pass rushers are coming, I, I think we'd be in a lot better shape. Probably, probably win all three games. Well, that's what makes, and I, I don't know if I would go that far, but that's what makes Wilson so appealing, Dimitri. And thank you for the call. Where you look at his skill set, he's got that ability to take his game to another level where Mike White can read the field, make decisions, make throws, but Zach Wilson has a chance with his skill set to be special if he can put it all together. And we're a very long way from watching him put it all together. Right now, he's got to get another opportunity to get on the field. But we're a long way from seeing him put that all together. But the escapability, his elusiveness, he's got an arm. He throws it with ease. Just a matter of making the right decision. And we haven't seen that often enough with Zach Wilson. But if you just compare the two quarterbacks as far as athletic ability, There is no comparison. And when people say, Sal, what do you like about Zach Wilson? What do you see in Zach Wilson? Well, that's what I see. I see the athletic ability. The mentality is a whole different story. That's hard for me to see. 
you know, I wish I was in the room meeting with him before the draft. Then I'll tell you if I want him or not. You Only the people in the building know, and we could get a, a read a little bit on social media, not social media, on when he meets the media and we see the, you know, post-game press conference where everybody went nuts when he was, uh, didn't feel sorry for the defense, which is just foolish and stupid. But you can get a little bit of a feel from the outside. But to know his true makeup, his true character, you got to be with him every day. And the Jets players are. And guess what? They don't like him. So something's wrong there. Something's off. And I don't think it can be fixed in just three weeks. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Right now, let's get you updated. Here's Marco Belletti. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.